Mindfulness Mode, Episode 29. I really do find that I'm able to kind of grab inspiration and, you know, just let my mind wander when I'm out on a run. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thank you so much for supporting our show and joining us here. Hey, love to hear from you at Bruce Langford on Twitter or Bruce at MindfulnessMode.com. Send me a message and tell me the thing you love most about the show. Okay, Mindful Tribe, let's get started. I'm totally thrilled to have Kate Erickson on the line today. Hey, Kate, are you in mindfulness mode? Bruce, I'm there. Fantastic. Kate Erickson is an expert at systems and processes, and she helps entrepreneurs and business professionals get their act together with their own systems. Kate is on the Entrepreneur on Fire team and is host of the audio blog podcast called Kate's Take. She is also author of the book, The Fire Path, A Beginner's Guide to Growing Your Online Business. Kate, tell our Mindful Tribe listeners what you're working on right now that's making you most excited. Bruce, I'm really fired up about Kate's Take, my podcast, and just kind of being in this very focused mode on systems and processes. This is something that I've been good at for a while now. You know, I've practiced systems and uh, project planning and previous jobs of mine, but I really feel like I'm headed into um, just this really pure focus mode with the training and the information that I've been creating recently. So I'm really excited to just have that focus on systems and processes. It's really easy to get distracted by, you know, there's so much information to share and there's so many different things that I would love to be sharing with our audience. I'm just really excited that I have this precise focus on systems right now. Right. And you really do. I mean, I, I listen to your show sometimes and really get a lot of excellent specific tips on how to get some processes in place for my own podcast. So, Kate, would you tell Mindful Tribe, what does being mindful mean to you? Being mindful for me is not only being present, like actually just living in the moment that we're in right now, but also having the ability to take a time out and step back from all the noise and just appreciate like what's going on right now. Um, Having a focus on what you can do right now that could be really powerful, not just for you, but for the people around you as well. Right. Okay. Well, it certainly is important to have focus. And I mean, we hear that all the time, but you know, it's not always as easy to achieve that focus as we might like. So what's a tip that you can give our listeners to, to just grab a hold of focus and really accomplish that? You know, I think what is the most difficult for me personally, when it comes to focus is that there's a lot going on. And there are always a lot of opportunities and a lot of different things that I could be paying attention to. And what really helps me, Bruce, is to prioritize what it is that I'm working on. And that really starts with having a good 
picture and a good idea of what my goals are. So whether it's in business or in life or whatever it may be, this really applies to any area of your life that you know you are looking for focus in is to really get clear on what your goals are. Because once you know what your goals are, then you'll be able to prioritize those many opportunities that you know are around you. Once you're able to prioritize, you can just start picking from the top of that list what's your number one priority. And having that sense of organization for me is really important. If I feel like there's a lot of different things going on, that's usually what's a distractor for me because I like things to be in place. So once I can prioritize, then I know that that one thing at the top of my list has my full focus. So that um, that was kind of a lot, but that's how I really get my focus going um, each and every day is to have my list of priorities set. Oh, yeah. And it's so important. I totally agree with you. Now, a lot of us feel like, you know, there's just so much buzzing around in our minds. And I know some of my guests say, well, I clear my mind with the help of meditation, or I clear my mind by going and just taking a really quiet walk in nature. Kate, what do you do to clear your mind and to really get moving forward with a with a clear, fresh mind? I feel like something that works really well for me is going on a jog. And luckily, I really love to run. So that's not, uh, you know, hard for me to get out and get going doing that. But it really is a time that I feel is kind of like a, it's a way for me to clear my mind of all the different things that I might be thinking about. And Bruce, I'm definitely a thinker. I like to, you know, continue to obsess over things for probably a little bit too long. So when I am able to get out there and kind of clear my mind of all the things that might be going on at any given time, I really do find that I'm able to kind of grab inspiration and, you know, just let my mind wander when I'm out on a run. Right. And that's that's what mindfulness can be, just letting yourself relax and let your mind go where it needs to go. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting that you say that, Kate, because a number of my guests use some kind of physical activity as part of their mindfulness, like like one of my guests who is a mountain climber, and that's what really makes him tick, and he becomes completely mindful. Well, I'm sure, Kate, you have a lot of examples of how mindfulness has helped you. Is there any examples that you have about challenges, challenges that you've had with mindfulness and keeping focused? Um, I mean, every day, definitely. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for saying sure that. You, yeah. <laughs> you know, it really is. Um, it really is a constant struggle. And I, I think for many of us, it is because um, if it's not our cell phones going off, um, you know, it's uh, something, you know, in our email inbox, our computer is right there. Um, we have friends who are close by and activities and things I'm sure we could be a part of all the time. Um, it is a struggle for me to stay disconnected. Um, and I know that that maybe that didn't come across quite right. I don't mean disconnected uh, in a personal sense to, you know, people, but disconnected from the internet when you have an online business and, um, you know, a lot of competing 
priorities every single day, it, it can be really difficult to focus in on that one thing and to stay mindful. I'm constantly reminding myself that I am here right now and that's really what I should be focused on, not on what happened yesterday, not what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, it really is a, a daily struggle to continue to fight off distractions and, um, you know, from having yourself pulled in, in 10 different directions. I, I feel that every day. Well, Kate, thanks for saying that because, you know, we, we look at you and we think, man, I mean, she's got her act together. You're so organized <laughs> and you're so focused. And here I am looking at the article that was just in the Huffington Post yesterday about you. And it talks about your amazing accomplishments. And so it's it's fantastic to hear how down to earth you are, Kate, and how human you are. In the article, you talk about some of the tools you've used to stay on track. So could you tell our listeners about some of those tools that, that help you to stay focused focused and remain mindful? Sure. I'm some, a tool that I really, really love and that I discovered uh, quite some time ago that I still use every single day is called rescue time. And if you work uh, online or you find yourself on the computer a lot, this is a really great piece of software that essentially runs in the background. And Bruce, what rescue time does is it tracks where you're spending your time. Um, I think a big part of being mindful is having a good understanding of how we're using our time. And it's very easy for that to be warped. Like, I'm sure you can relate to thinking, okay, I'm going to record a podcast episode. The podcast episode is going to be, you know, 25 to 30 minutes long. So that's how long that task takes me. But right. Bruce, when you factor in the prep that you do and what happens after you hang up and, you know, editing and all these other things, it's really much more than just 25 to 30 minutes. It's oh, yes. probably more like, yeah, I, I don't know, <laughs> an hour, an hour and a half. Easily. Um, yeah. yeah. And and I think that we have a habit of uh, estimating a lot less than what we're spending on things and uh, rescue time doesn't let you do that because it shows you exactly how much time you're spending and where. So at the end of any given day, I can look back on my day and say, um, you know, I thought that I was only on Facebook for 15 minutes, but it turns out I was actually on Facebook for 45 minutes. Right. And, you know, being able yeah. to identify uh, that lost time is really helpful and and really helps me be most productive. Yes, I was just going to say it really applies to social media for sure. Mm -hmm. And I was just going to ask you about discipline. And, and this is, of course, a tool that keeps you right on track. It's a tool that helps you with your discipline. Do you have any other comments on discipline that you can share with Mindful Tribe? You know, it's it's such a underutilized term and idea because it's really everything. When we're disciplined and we hold ourselves accountable to accomplishing the goals that we have on our list or the tasks or the projects or, you know, anything. Really being disciplined, I think, ties very strongly to setting goals for ourselves, setting deadlines for ourselves, more importantly. Um, that's something that I've found over the past several months. Um, everything that I work on, I give it a deadline. Without a deadline, you're going to continue stretching that time and 
it's hard to be disciplined when you don't know what your time parameters are. Um, John and I have been talking a lot recently about SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. And if you're not setting SMART goals, it's going to be very difficult to be disciplined and hold yourself accountable because you haven't set parameters for yourself. So, I mean, since I've been doing that, since I've been setting deadlines and being very specific and and putting measurements around my goals, the tasks and the projects that I'm working on, I have been so much more disciplined. You're essentially helping yourself be more disciplined by putting those things in place because then you have something to keep you in check. Yes. Yes, you really do. Yeah, I like your tip about, you know, giving every task a deadline because otherwise, yeah, you can get to the end of your day and think, man, I only did one or two of the things I was planning to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can Definitely. be a discouraging feeling for sure. And yeah, like I said earlier, it really applies to social media. And, and I know on one of the recent episodes of Kate's Take, you were talking about how at the beginning you were not posting on a regular basis and promoting your episodes as systematically as you really should have been. And then you started to get on track with that. And I know myself, it can be a little overwhelming to make sure that I stay on track with all of that. What do you suggest? to Mindful Tribe about how to really make that happen? You know, I think first it's about identifying the things that you want to do that with. Um, Bruce, you use social media as a specific example, but a lot of the times we don't even have an idea of what that thing is that we want to systematize. And so I think that the, the very first step is really getting clear on what it is that we can start building systems and processes around to help us be more efficient and to help us be more productive. So if you haven't done that step yet, I definitely recommend an exercise uh, that has been very helpful for me, which is for one week to record everything it is that you do. Just have a, a sheet of paper by you on your desk, let it follow you around for one week and just jot down the things that you're working on throughout the day, whether it be checking email or or going on Facebook or, you know, maybe um, communicating with a team member. Uh, And at the end of that week, when you look back at the things that you've been working on all week, because a lot of these things are such a part of our habit that and and our daily ritual that we don't even realize we're doing them. Um, So looking back after a week and seeing these repetitive type tasks that we're doing can be really eye-opening for a lot of people. And for me, that's when social media came into view. You know, you mentioned this specific episode where I talked about that not being uh, one of my disciplines, really. So as I was looking back on my week and seeing that, you know, every single day I was going in to set up a social media post, I thought, that is a repetitive task right there. I'm doing it every single day. How can I put something in place? How can I create a system around that so that I'm not doing it every single day, but I'm still reaping the benefits of of it going out every single day? The answer for that, for me, was to batch that, was to say, I'm doing this once every single day. How much more efficient and productive could I be if I just took all of the work that I was doing on that every single day and just did it on Monday? And on Monday, I'm going to do all of the posts for the entire week. And then the rest of the week, I'm not going to have to worry about it because it's already going to be set up. 
Right. That makes perfect sense. Of course it does. So thanks for sharing that with us. I'm wondering if you have a story about a challenge that you had as you were getting your podcast up and running and working away in your business that maybe mindfulness helped you out with. Absolutely. I think really honing in on my topic was a big struggle for me. When I started the podcast, you know, I started it and and it continues to be an audio blog, uh, meaning that I write a post on, on our blog, on our website. And then I essentially repurpose that content into the audio format and I publish that on the podcast. So in the beginning, uh, I was really covering a a wide range of topics. Um, I was still kind of trying to figure out how I could best serve my reader. And so to then start a podcast and simultaneously be trying to figure out how I could best serve my listener, um, that was quite the challenge for me. I almost felt like I was leading <laughs> double lives a little bit. Yes. Um, but, you know, the more that I published on the podcast and the more feedback I started getting from my listeners, the closer I became to, you know, now today, what we talked about earlier in this episode, me realizing that my listeners are struggling with systems. They're struggling with, um, you know, really having the focus and and the the, the mindfulness to put systems in place in their business because, we know it's important. We know that we want to do it, but we get to the point where it's time to document something or we get to the point where we're doing something and we even say to ourselves, this is something that I should create a system around, but we continue to not do it. And I've finally gotten to the point where I'm convinced that it's just people don't have the exact steps that they need to be able to do it. And they think, okay, I'll, I'll do it next time. I'll do it next time. So, you know, it took me a, a while to get here. I mean, my podcast has been live now for over a year. And just recently, I feel like I've gotten to the point where I really deeply understand the struggle that my listeners are having. And so now it's up to me to, you know, figure out what type of content I can create to help them with that struggle. That's great. It really is. Kate, I've worked in bullying prevention for over a decade, and I've seen how the practice of mindfulness can really make a huge positive difference in the lives of of children or adults that have been bullied. Do you have a story about a bullying situation where mindfulness may have made a difference? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, You know, I spent a lot of time uh, as a child uh, I was different than a lot of people, you know, I was taller than everybody was for my age. Um, I, you know, I was a bit bigger than a lot of the other girls in, in my class. Um, going through middle school and high school, I had really bad acne and that was a constant struggle for me. I wore glasses. So I dealt with, you know, the whole four eyes joke for a really long time. Um, I finally got to a point where I was just like, you know what? All the time and energy and stress and, you know, bad feelings that I'm having every time this happens to me, if I can just kind of collect myself and appreciate and be proud of who I am, then I have so much energy and so much, uh, you know, love that 
I could be spending on other things other than worrying about what people are saying about me or, you know, how people are making fun of me. What if I took all of that energy and, and everything that I used to expand, expand on, um, you know, trying to come up with a comeback or, you know, try and make myself feel better about it. What if I just use that energy in a positive way other than worrying about what's going on around me? And, you know, that was a a tough realization to come to. And it it certainly took me a while and a lot of, uh, you know, growth and and maturity to get to that point. Um, But once I did, you know, coming back to that mindfulness, being able to pull yourself out of a situation that, you know, as humans, we automatically want to react to that sort of stuff. Um, you know, I was just tired of reacting. And, and thankfully, I realized that that bandwidth, that energy could be used towards much more positive things. That's excellent. And you were really using mindfulness before we really used the term very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. Kate, my next questions are part of the multi-mode round. Just short 30-second answers are perfect. Here's the first one. Who is one person who has influenced your mindful practice? Uh, John Lee, uh, my partner in both business and in life, uh, has, has really encouraged me and challenged me to be mindful. How has mindfulness affected your emotions? It's really gotten me more in tune with myself. I know myself better now than I ever could have imagined. Tell us how breathing is a part of your mindfulness practice. Oh, this is a new one for me. Uh, I've not practiced it for very long, but I've uh, been doing some studying and researching on practicing breathing, and uh, it, it really does help me take my focus off everything else. If you could recommend a book on mindfulness, what would it be? Essentialism by Greg McEwen is one of my top reads ever. I've probably read it four times. Can you share an app which helps you be more mindful? I guess I don't have an app recommendation specifically towards mindfulness, but I love the 12-minute athlete app. And because working out really helps me kind of get in that headspace, I guess that would be my recommendation. Excellent. What advice would you give a person who's new to the idea of mindfulness and they'd like to start using it in their life? A really powerful book for me that I would say really triggered this whole idea of living in the now is The Power of Now. And uh, if somebody's totally new to this idea, I would really recommend that book. Great. Kate, it has been such a pleasure to spend this time with you today and and learn how you use mindfulness and how you, you use this technique that we don't talk about a lot of the time to really help you with your processes and with your, uh, you know, with the work that you do. I'm certainly inspired by what you're able to create and how you're able to accomplish things in your life. How would we contact you or learn more about what you do, Kate? Uh, Bruce, everything that we work on can be found over at eofire.com. And I love connecting with listeners. Uh, So if anybody uh, has a desire to reach out or chat, I am kate at eofire.com. Fantastic. Thanks again, Kate. Bruce, thank you so much. I really enjoyed chatting. Okay, bye now. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. In appreciation, I'll mention you at the top of an upcoming show. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.